Hey, my friends, if you're looking for a faster, better way to grow and scale your landscape business, you likely don't need to join just another free Facebook group or watch another YouTube video. What you need is a proven, cohesive growth strategy for your business, along with the one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching and accountability to support you every step of the way. And that's exactly what the Million Dollar Academy delivers to you. The Million Dollar Academy is coaching, tools, accountability, and done free resources for landscapers who want to take the guesswork out of scaling and growing towards a profitable multiple six, even seven figure plus business without all the stress and all the hours of agonizing. How do I get everything done? Or am I doing this right? Or what do I need to focus on next? The Million Dollar Academy is about thinking differently and thinking bigger about how to be a successful business owner. It's about more than just being good at landscaping. It's about how to create more profit and how to scale all while relieving some of the pressure on yourself. We do have group and one-on-one -on -one coaching spots available. So if you want to go learn more, head over to milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash academy and get in there today. If you've ever struggled the daily grind of making and keeping track of work orders, you have to check out Easy Beasy. Easy Beasy is easy to use, easy to learn, affordable work order and time clock app with unlimited users included with every subscription. Make and edit work orders anytime, anywhere you're working, at your desk, in your truck, on the job site, even on your couch. With Easy Beasy, you can easily copy work orders to use over and over, which is great for mowing and plowing. You can also keep track of employee timesheets, contact your customers, add notes, instructions, even pictures of your jobs. Easy Beasy works on Android and Apple devices or any tablet or computer. Easy Beasy also has a wide variety of reports so you can have all the info you need for billing right from your phone. Say goodbye to paying for extra users because everyone gets unlimited users on Easy Beasy. Try Easy Beasy for free for 30 days. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up. Easy Beasy is a simple work order and time clock app for mow crews, hardscape crews, and everything in between. Start saving time and money with Easy Beasy. Visit easybeasy.app forward slash MDL to sign up today. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Today, we are going to kind of bridge the gap between the green industry and high tech. Today, I'm excited to bring on Tyler King. He is a CEO and co-founder of Less Annoying CRM. And today, we wanted to dive into what a CRM is and really show the landscaper the benefits of using a CRM in their landscape business. So welcome, Tyler. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. That's been a little bit of a rough start for us this morning. I'm having some tech issues. So hopefully everything works out with the podcast and everything continues moving forward fine. So thank you again for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. 
So just uh, get things started. Just let us everybody let everybody know how you got started less annoying at CRM and, and where you kind of come from in the industry. Yeah. So my background is in kind of software engineering and product design. And I, right after graduating college, I went to work at a tech startup and I was not like an IT person per se, but you kind of do a little bit of everything at a startup. And so they said, you're in charge of setting up our CRM, <laughs> which for people who don't know is a customer relationship manager, which we can talk about more later, but they tasked me with that. And I spent literally a month full-time work just trying to understand how the product worked and set it up. And I failed. Like we abandoned the project. I have a degree in computer science. I think of myself as pretty tech savvy and I couldn't figure out how this software worked. And that kind of stood out to me as like, uh, you know, there's got to be an opportunity here if there's this product that pretty much every business needs to use and like, you know, a software engineer can't understand. That was kind of the origin of less annoying CRM. Sure. Uh, makes sense. I personally have used some other CRMs out there and some bigger brands and it, it does get confusing. So having your background, I couldn't even imagine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's a reason they're confusing. Like most of these products are for really big companies with, you know, multi hundred person IT teams and really sophisticated needs. But what does a small business like us do when the only software available is made for Fortune 500 companies? I actually got hooked up with you in, in your software years ago from a friend of ours. Her name's Laura Reali, and she owns a uh, landscape company, and she uses Less Annoying CRM. She introduced me to it, and I started looking into it. I'm like, holy cow, this is like super easy. The, the user interface is, is laid out very well and just made it just complete sense. And I really started diving into it here this past year, and I'm really loving the software. So uh, thank you for creating something very simple, very basic, which most people need, at least in a small industry, as that looks like. Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. It, it uh, You just made my week. Uh, that's exactly what we like to hear. Like, There are so many CRMs out there, and at the end of the day, they all kind of do the same thing. So for us, the whole point is just making something that people can use without pulling their hair out. So I guess before we kind of really dive in, can you give a better explanation of what CRM is? Because I, I think there's some misinformation out there, at least in the green industry, mm -hmm. as far as what a CRM is and what it can actually do for them. Yeah, so it stands for Customer Relationship Manager. It's basically, I like to describe it as a souped up contact list. So everyone has on their phone, like, you know, the contacts app with people's phone numbers and addresses and stuff. And a CRM is just taking that same idea, but building it for a business. So what if you have to share this information with more people? What if you need to keep track of more structured information, like where someone is in a lead process or something like that? So at its core, it's just a little bit better than the address book app on your phone. And then there's all kinds of other features that some CRMs have, some don't. So some of them send out email blasts. Some of them have kind of Salesforce automation. Some of them have really sophisticated customer service tools. But at the core, it's basically just a database of your customer information. That's a great explanation. And now I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a lot of softwares out there in the green industry that claim to be a CRM. And to me, it is, it's like you said, it's kind of like the Rolodex, if anybody remembers those. It was just a thing that just holds information about the customer, not necessarily gives you reminders and doesn't give you any updates and you can't take notes on it. And I think that information that's given to a lot of landscapers and they rely on this, but it doesn't do anything to remind you of like, hey, you have an upcoming meeting or hey, you, Mrs. Smith needs, make sure you lock the gate or here's a gate code. Mm -hmm. It doesn't give you any of that information. And that's something I think that a lot of landscapers need in their business. Do you find, no matter with landscaping or any small business, is this something that's necessary in all businesses? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess necessary is uh, in the eye of the beholder here. Sure. You can run a business without a CRM. You would run a more successful business with a CRM. 
We've all experienced this on the customer side, right? So I would break businesses down into like transactional versus relationship businesses. Transactional being typical retail. You walk in, you buy a stick of gum, you leave. They don't need to know who you are. There's no relationship there. But anything where there's an ongoing service component, landscaping seems like it fits right in the sweet spot of that. If you have a relationship with your customers, you should have technology helping you get the most out of that relationship. And that's exactly what a CRM is for. Do you find any advantages of people that use a CRM versus those that do not? Yeah, there's been all kinds of research done on this that, you know, a quick Google and it says, you know, it increases your sales by 50% or whatever. But I mean, more practically speaking, I think the number one advantage is exactly what you said about the reminders that you don't want anything to slip through the cracks. There's lots of benefits of this. It might be you retain your customers better. They're less likely to cancel if you're good about communication and if you actually follow up on all the promises you make. It's good for sales because the more diligent you are about following up with someone as you're kind of closing them as a customer, there's all these benefits to it. But fundamentally, I think it's about not letting anything slip through the cracks. And that's exactly what most landscapers need because we hear over and over, many customers just are happy that the landscaper called them back or followed up with them or just stayed in touch with them because most of us don't. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody gets busy and putting out fires, doing everything they need to do for running their business, but they forget about it. The customers are the core of our business. They're the reason why we have a business. So we have to stay in touch and having some kind of software like this, to me, is essential, at least for landscapers. Yeah. And I think in a lot of industries, and I I don't want to act like an expert on landscaping, but I mean, I'm a customer of multiple landscaping businesses. And I'll say we're happy to pay a premium for the ones that follow up with us appropriately. And if you want to have a premium product, it really comes down to the quality of the service. I don't mean like how good your lawnmower is. I mean, how good are you at following up with your customers, at telling us when you're coming? That's what we want to pay more money for, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't know if you've heard anything about this or, or talked to people who have this issue. Is When people want to use a CRM, do they seem a little hesitant to actually use it because they find it might be too difficult? Yeah. We often use the term eating your vegetables. I mean, that's really what this is. So our name is Less Annoying CRM, which is meant to sort of be a joke that it's still a little annoying in the sense nobody wakes up in the morning. They're like, I can't wait to log into my CRM. It's so much fun to use it. That is the reality. But like so many things in business, you know, if you want to achieve the outcomes you want, it it does take work. You know, I see the sign behind you that says all things are difficult before they are easy. Running a business takes discipline and organization. And that's really what the CRM is about. So we get a lot of false starts where someone will sign up. They'll start using it. They'll see the value, but they just don't, they're not ready yet. And then they'll leave for a year and come back a year later and they'll be like, now I'm ready. And then their business, they kind of see that transformation once they really commit. So it is a difficult transition though. I'll admit that. I guess along that note, is it something that you find where people get started, they have to just kind of stick to using it and bringing it up and having on a computer every single day, like have it just up and running all the time? Yeah, it's a habit like anything else, but I think there are things you can do to make it easier. And one of the big ones, this isn't just CRM, this is kind of all software, is people go into like spring cleaning mode where you get really manic and excited about organizing everything and you sort of over-organize. And if you do that, then you have to maintain that forever. So one of the pieces of advice we give is, yes, you want to build a habit, but when you're starting, why don't you start out simple? Just say, every time I talk to a customer, I'm going to enter a note in the CRM. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to worry about pipelines. I'm not going to worry about automation and all that stuff. And then you can kind of ramp your way up so it doesn't feel like it's a job that you have to do every day. One thing that I've instilled in my business here is I use Asana. So I have Asana that comes up every single day and I have less annoying. 
it just it's up there. And every time I talk to a customer, like you said, and, and just start taking notes in there, and it's so much easier for me because it I don't know it allows me to sleep at night because I just have things in there. I don't have to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to write this down. I got to do this. It's in the software. It's in somewhere I can find it and access it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, two notes on that. One, it only has to save one customer for it to pay off, right? Like one follow-up you would have missed or something like that. And immediately that's when you see the value. But the other thing, I imagine most of your listeners, they're not just in the moment. They're thinking what I'm building here is an asset for the future. It's potentially intergenerational wealth. The asset is your relationship with your customers. And if that's in your head or on your phone, it dies with you, basically. And so one of the things about being disciplined about using it is every time you enter data into the CRM, you're making your business more valuable. That's a thing you can bring a new employee on to access. That's a thing you can sell to somebody if you ever want to sell your business. There's a lot of value there. That's true. I, I didn't even think about that because in our landscape business, my father, we just sold off part of our landscape business. And it was nice because we had some information that we can give to the buyer on part of the stuff that we're selling. And it made it easy for them because they had all the information. They had all the database for those customers. So that, that is true. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I, I always look at uh, like doctors and dentists offices, an example of this, where a doctor retires and they sell their whole book of business. They're basically selling their CRM to someone else for millions of dollars. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going back to our conversation earlier about uh, the complexity of things, that is one thing I like about Less Annoying. How have you guys kind of designed the software to make it a little bit easier for landscapers in general? Yeah, I think what it comes down to is, if I compare it to other CRM software, like the, the one I was using that at that other company that originally gave us this idea, they're designed for big companies. And what a big company wants is automation. When I say automation is, if you have a team of 100 salespeople, You can't have everyone going off doing their own thing. It would be total chaos. So it's about basically turning every single role at a company into an assembly line. And the way I think of how small businesses, including landscapers, work is it's the exact opposite. Like the only way small companies like ours can compete with the big ones is by not being robots. It's by leaning into what makes us like our customers want a personal experience. They don't want us to have an assembly line. So we basically said, well, all those features that other CRMs have that are all about automation and systematizing everything, those don't apply to a small business. We just need a place to like, run the business the same way we already always were. We don't want to change how we run the business. We just want to be able to track stuff better. So the next time we call that customer, it's almost like a better memory. When I call this person, I want to remember the last conversation we had, even if it was a year or two ago. So it's really just contact list, notes, and then we have a feature called pipelines, which is for tracking people as they move through like a sales process or something like that. So I don't know if that answers your question, but basically just stripping away all the stuff that isn't relevant to a small business. Just kind of referring to some software, for those that are listening, anybody's ever used software like Salesforce, I've used one in it, and it's been a while since I used it, maybe they changed it, but it was pretty complex. It was just very complicated. The other thing we had an issue was my father, who was who one started the business, he is not tech savvy at all. So it, he hardly ever used it. So it, it like wasn't worth the time and energy to really implement the, the CRM, the, the Salesforce, because he wasn't using it where I was and it didn't really work out. So it's one of those things when you start looking at some of the software to really take a look, is this something that you can actually use in your business? And is it going to be easy for everybody in the business that's going to access it to use? 
another one that we used for a little bit was a uh, gold mine. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that one's still around. Uh, no, that's, that's on its way out. I think. Okay. That one was probably about 10 years ago or something, but that one was pretty complex too at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really great point that if you've got even one person at the, the company that won't use a tool, the tool's not valuable. And the statistic this might be a bit out of date at this point, but the statistic when we started was 50% of all CRMs that people buy never get used. And like that was part of our motivation here is I'll be honest, like we are a less useful product than Salesforce. Salesforce does more stuff than we do, but you'd rather use a less useful product than have a more useful product that nobody uses, right? Yeah. So we, just to give everybody an example that's listening, we implemented Salesforce a long time ago because we, at the time we had my father, myself, and another salesperson. And the salesperson we brought on, we weren't getting the results. We didn't see the sales coming in, but we didn't have any way to track and to see if he's getting back and following up with the customers. So we, we installed Salesforce at the time. But again, he wasn't putting the information in there. So we're like when we have our, our weekly meetings, I'd be asking him, hey, did you follow up with you know Mrs. Smith or whatever? They didn't have any way to track it. So that's why we instilled it was like, hey, you have to put this information in here. But again, it went back to the complexity of it. It was just too difficult. And again, I guess the habits too is a, is a big part of it is you have to have the habits to just use it every single day. Yeah. I think this extends way beyond just CRM too, though. Like running a business, it can be really tempting to look at how big companies do it and try to mimic them. But, you know, this is like trying to play against LeBron James in basketball. Like you're going to lose. <laughs> try, you know, tennis. You'll probably still lose, but uh, you've got a better <laughs> shot. Like if you use the playbook of the big companies, you're basically letting them have the advantage. It's true. It's true. Now, you mentioned that, you know, many CRMs are not designed for small businesses. And could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So it comes down to two things. One I already talked about, which was uh, the kind of automation side of things, that everything has to be super customized, super automated, which is really hard to set up. That's one of the reasons CRMs are so hard to use. But it also kind of negates what makes a small business special, which is personal service and being able to act like a human being. The other thing, and uh, apologies to your listeners, this might be a little more in the weeds than they care about, but like, so we've all been burnt by tech companies before. Forget CRMs, just tech companies in general. I think... 10, 15 years ago, they were kind of the darlings and they seemed like the good guys. And I think over the last few years, people are realizing tech companies, they keep raising their prices. They keep killing features that we wanted. They they just keep doing things that normal everyday people don't like. And there's a reason for this, which is every one of these tech companies raises money from venture capitalists. That's how they get started. And the model is you raise this money, you give away a bunch of stuff for free or cheap You have good customer service. You do everything right for a while. And then as soon as you capture the whole market, you start squeezing as much money out of everyone as you possibly can. And that's just the model of the tech industry in general. That's why they all start out seeming good. And then they all end up kind of becoming the villain. And it was really important. I started this company with my brother. It was really important to the two of us that we never raise any money from investors because that's the only way you're allowed to stay focused on small businesses. You can start with small businesses if you raise money, but eventually you're going to have to go where the big money is, and that's selling to the Fortune 500 companies. So just the incentives are all off whack for these bigger tech companies to serve small businesses. I mean, that makes sense. I never really thought about that way. Is that something that you guys strive on is your customer service? Yeah, we kind of say there's three pillars of like our, our value proposition. One is price, one is simplicity, and one is customer service. And especially serving more low-tech businesses, which is kind of our sweet spot, it kind of doesn't matter how good the product is. A lot of people just want to get on the phone with someone and have them walk them through it. And so about half of our company is customer service, which is very unusual for tech companies. 
And I know that's something that you're very passionate about is the customer service side of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, every person at the company is required to do an hour of customer service every week, even if they're a software engineer, a marketer or whatever. I would say everything starts with the customer service and then kind of trickles down from there. Well, I'm sure landscapers can relate to the same thing. It, it is important like you, to get back to those customers. I know just hearing from talking to our academy members, they, a lot of people just, they get the customer, they go do the job and that's it. They don't ever follow up or they have a mowing customer, but they don't get back to them and check in with them. Mm -hmm. Having a CRM like this, you can put it on the schedule that, hey, two months from now, I need to reach out to Mrs. Smith and, and just see how things are going. That is one of the advantages of using a CRM. Yeah, there's all these statistics out there about basically retaining a customer is a lot cheaper than finding a new one. So once you've done a job for one customer, probably your effort should be going into doing a second job for them rather than moving on to the next person. I mean, I mean that just makes business sense. Is there anything else that a, the CRM does that you know landscapers actually use and take advantage of? Yeah, I kind of referenced pipelines earlier. This is our more advanced feature, but still like call up our customer service. We set it all up for you. It's not that hard to use. But this is basically a way to track a process. So the most common one is a lead process. Like you said, you had your salesperson, rather than just saying, hey, try to make sales, you can kind of say, um, let's break people into prospect, meaning we've never talked to them, qualified lead, meaning we've talked to them and they're interested, but we haven't closed yet, and then signing contract, whatever the steps are in the process. And that's all customizable. And then that way you can just pull up your list. You know, you show up to work in the morning, pull up your list and say, okay, our qualified leads are the most important people for us to be following up with right now. It just helps you kind of prioritize. And you can also set up a separate pipeline. Landscapers will often do this for the, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression a landscaper wants as much recurring revenue business as possible as opposed to one-time jobs. So you want to have a pipeline that says, who are all the people with recurring kind of subscriptions? What services are they paying for? What services might you want to offer them? So you've got sales to people who aren't customers yet. And then you've got kind of ongoing customer success with the people who are customers. Is this something that you guys can help set up with landscapers if they're not familiar with this? Yeah, absolutely. Basically, we offer kind of unlimited free phone support, but you can set up an hour long call with us and we'll say, tell me about your business, what services do you offer, all that. And we'll just set up the pipelines to match that. I know you guys actually transfer some from another CRN that we had. You guys transfer the information really easy. Like it was very simple. I, I don't even remember how I did it. I think it did it through chat or something and you guys transferred it all over. It might've been email, but it was a very quick, very simple process. So I appreciate it. Great. I like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So would you mind just talking a little bit more about less annoying CRM, you know, the pricing and how landscapers can reach out to you and find out more information about it? Yeah, absolutely. So on the pricing side, when we say we're less annoying, if you've never experienced a CRM before, you might not know what all the annoying things are. But one of the big annoyances is pricing. You go to the pricing page, there's five different tiers and they list pricing monthly, but they actually require an annual contract. And then there's 15 other products you can upsell to. So we wanted to really keep it simple. It's $15 per user per month. A user is just anyone with a login. So if you've got a five person sales team, each one of those would be a user. So it's $15 per user per month, and that's just everything included. We have no other pricing mechanisms at all built into the company. And there's no contracts or anything like that. So 30-day free trial, you can try it out, use our customer service, get everything set up, get your data imported. If you don't like it, you know, we can go our separate ways, and we'll see you again in a year. <laughs> but And then, yeah, if people are interested in checking it out, www.lessannoyingcrm.com. And again, if you are the type of person who really likes customer service, I'd say like put us to the test. If you're buying a CRM in general, there's a lot of 
buyer's remorse in this industry. A lot of people, not that we have contracts, but other companies do, they get on a contract and then they realize halfway through, ooh, there's this gotcha that I didn't see coming. So you really want to put, this is all tech companies, put them to the test. If you care about customer service, make sure you use customer service during the free trial. Don't just wait until after you've committed. So I'd encourage you to put us to the test like that. Is there anything else you'd like to add about CRMs in general we haven't discussed? Um, Use one. (laughs) There are hundreds of CRMs out there. I like to think we're the best one for landscapers, but even if we're not, like use one of our competitors, it'll help your business so much. And yeah, we're not for everyone, but there's something out there that'll be a good fit for you. Uh, I just personally, I feel very strongly about using a CRM in your business. Again, going back to just the different types of softwares that are out there, just to name a few, like there's, you may not be familiar with them, but they're like job or the service autopilot. Some of them have it built in, but again, it, it's just like a Rolodex. It just has the customer's information or you have to pay like the next level, which is way more than what less annoying is way more than what less annoying is. And it just doesn't make sense. So just having something like this, it, it, it is a game changer. I encourage, like Tyler said, just get out there, try some of these and check out Less Annoying. Speaking of like Laura Reality, the one that kind of introduced me to you guys, she posted on our Facebook group asking people what CRM people are using. And there's actually surprising a little amount of people are using Less Annoying. I think she's been Great. <laughs> driving into the, the green industry. You know, you got to use it, got to use it. So I was happy to see that when I saw that in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Because of our low price, we can't really compete on marketing budgets. So it's all about just hoping happy customers spread the word about us. Yeah, we'll keep driving you guys. I'm going to put you guys <laughs> on our resource pages on our website. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a necessity in our business. Again, just goes back to just the follow up and, and just staying in front of the customer all the time. And I don't know this, but does uh, Less Annoying use like can you use Zap, Zapier or Zapier or Zapier? I'm not sure how you say it. Does that work? I think Zapier because they call them zaps that you create. Okay. So it's got to be Zapier. <laughs> does it integrate with that? Yeah, we actually just added that this year. So uh, okay. relatively new. But yes, we integrate with Zapier. And then Google Calendar, uh, Google Contacts, Outlook Calendar, MailChimp are kind of our big integrations. Nice, nice. So if you guys aren't familiar with Zapier, is it? it's like a the way I guess I would describe it is like a, it's a middle software that reads one software and connects it to another software and allows it to share information. So mm-hmm. I suppose like QuickBooks, if somebody's using QuickBooks, they can use this and then help integrate that too, right? Yeah, like really common use cases here. If you've got a website with a form on it, like a contact us form, you can use Zapier to say, when they fill out the form, make it a lead in my CRM. Or if someone creates an invoice in QuickBooks, add a note to the CRM so that we can see that the invoice exists in the CRM, that type of thing. It's a great tool. I've been using it for, I don't know how long now, but it, it is a nice tool. They, they keep going up in price, but I understand yeah. they keep adding features. But. <laughs> I'm curious, what are some of the best kind of use cases for Zapier you found? Well, just like you said, like using the QuickBooks and stuff, just to give you an example for the Million Dollar Academy, I use it for when people sign up, register for a Zoom meeting. It puts it into, I use a software called Kartra, so it puts it all in there. But for landscapers, yeah, it's exactly to put it in some kind of software just to save time. It's that automation that you spoke of earlier. Mm -hmm. That's how I've been using it. I love the website feature as well. Yeah, it's a nice tool. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is perfect. And and again, guys, go out there, check out the CRM, go check out Less Annoying. It will be a game changer for your your industry. So, Well, thank you, Tyler. I appreciate you being on the show today. Looking forward to uh, seeing what you guys can continue to develop in in the less annoying CRM. But again, guys, it it goes about the simplicity, the ease of use, because if it's it's too complicated, everybody knows it's not going to get used or you're not going to have all your team members use it because that's exactly what happened to ours. Yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. Uh, It's been a fun conversation. I appreciate you uh, spreading the word about less annoying CRM. Yeah, no, we'll get it out to the green industry. We'll make sure you guys get it out there. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you, Tyler. I appreciate it. Have a good one. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Million Dollar Landscape Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.